What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Happy Pride. Happy Pride? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh. It's yeah. June. It's the first of June. I'm going to try to get into that. Get into it. How does one get into that? What do you do these days? I think thinking about um, persecution. Oh, that's really helpful. Well, there's a lot of it. Lead with gratitude. I'm great. I'm grateful for. I'm great. Not. I'm great. I'm grateful (laughs) for not feeling frequently persecuted. Yeah. I'm sorry. I haven't had one sip of coffee, so just bear with me. Bear with me, please. Where's the coffee? Where's the coffee? Emergency. It just went in my mouth. Okay. Get it in there. Get it in there. Big gulps. Well, I put enough milk in it so it becomes kind of bath bath temperature and then I can just gulp uh-huh. it down. Great. Take a bath. <laughs> um yeah, it's June, it's like... summer, it's um it's pride, it's time to be <clears throat> gay, loud nice. and proud, let the people know that we're here, we're queer. Get used to it. And we're going to take the straight people down. That really is the thing, right? I never thought about that. Get used to it. Like, that, that's wisdom. I just literally get used to it. That's all, that's it. Get over it, really. Just get over it, get used to it. It's, who cares? This Target nonsense and... What's Target? Tell me about it. People are, like, destroying pride things and targets across this great nation unbelievable so and i'm stupid. like well arrest them is this complicated that's the whole thing it's like what do you think's gonna happen like we don't need to you think you're gonna them. get rid you think gay people are gonna go away i mean it's unbelievable well i'm also like just do the legal recourse which is to arrest these people this is not Arrest that them. complicated. Arrest if you wanna, them. Or at least, like, force them to buy the merchandise that they've destroyed. You know? Even better. What the irony of that would be. Don't put a strain on the, on the prison system. Just make them pay. Yeah, also, that could be an entire strategy for making money. Getting people to destroy things and then forcing them to pay them. Pay for them. Yeah. So just yeah. make things that people hate and want to destroy. Um, wow. And then there's some, like, bizarre Chick-fil-A thing, which... They've they've been hating on gays for so long. Right. So this is... um, Republicans are upset with Chick-fil-A over something. Hmm. So I don't really understand it, because, like, who cares? They can't catch a um, break. But I'm like, (laughs) work Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A better Upset everyone. Everyone's still shopping at Chick-fil-A. No one can resist this. I've never had one because I, I hear they're irresistible. Mm. So I stay away. But apparently the fish sandwich, is that right? Or is it the chicken sandwich? It makes more sense, but... Ch- chicken. It's the chicken sandwich. It has to be chicken. It's the Chick-fil-A on a, a bread. It's not a filet of fish It's a chicken filet. <laughs> Uh, but hello, That's Jeremy. why I think it's fish, I guess. Uh, hello. Yeah. 
Hello. Um, what do I have to report to you? I saw you a went. Lot of... You came back. Oh my god! I went to Houston. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I was. It was fun. Honestly, I was there for a long time. I saw people I like. I saw the symphony. It was awful. I told you. I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of museums. All of them. I mean, Great. I saw. Uh, I went swimming. With Patricia and Justin and baby Lucia. Oh, and I saw the co- I saw a photo of the costumes and they were, looked incredible. Thank you. Iconic Reed and Harriet costumes. They're very Reed and Harriet. And there's and... like a there's, okay. Now I'm trying to remember because I I really loved like the layered look. Was it yeah. the overlayer and then the underlayer? That's right. Or was there another c- costume? That no, was, that was everybody. Okay. Everybody had the two layers, one under, one over. Mm. Great. And um, yeah, they 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 got really sorted out by the end, and we f- figured out a fun way for them to reveal their leotards. And yeah, That's I don't great. I don't necessarily know that like Houston, Houston's perhaps not. Well, well, here's what I'll say: I've only read one piece of critical writing about the performance. They did not care for our contribution. Right. <laughs> which, yeah. I get it. I mean, it was certainly a departure from the rest of the show, which was much more, like, fun. Basic boots? No, oh, actually. Fun. The first... <laughs> wait, I would have to say a name on the podcast of someone who's no longer with us, but... Trigger warning. People die. No. People die, and this person died too young. Um, a designer, perhaps, who designed Stanton Welsh's Divergence oh. piece who, in 1994, back in Australia. Um, here, I'll tell you the name. The name. Wait a minute here. Under the folding sky. Oh, here we go. Vanessa... This is a really hard name. Vanessa Leon Yelm. <laughs> okay. And you you, it's, you love these costumes. Well, they're incredibly inventive. There's certain like cultural things about them that I that I don't that aren't like that I don't love, but um they're very flattering for everybody and they're sexy and kind of like bondagey and the women change costumes or change just over costume many times throughout the show and there's like all these beautiful like one is like a suspended kind of trapeze dress one is this like asymmetrical knit dress one is this crazy crinoline tutu one is like it all oh, one are these like suspended kind of romantic tutus that are almost like Korean underwear. It's like it was really good. It's really good. It's really good. Hey, it sounds like you loved it. Yeah, there's a lot lot to think about there. But she passed away sadly in the early two thousands from cancer, and we hate that. We absolutely hate cancer. We hate that. Anyways, um. The show happened, mm-hmm. and say goodbye to everybody, and gave cards, and then got on an airplane, and off we went to New York. New York City. Happy to be home. Da 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 da. 
to literally drop my bags off. I did unpack, and then I walked to studio and had a unitard fitting for someone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Keep going. Keep going. You gotta keep going. I did get... I got time off over this holiday weekend. Oh, thanks thanks to all of those who've sacrificed their time and lives for this great nation of ours. Blessed be. Blessed be the fruit. Um... So, what are so what what did happen over the weekend? I saw two movies, one last night and one on. Okay, was one of them The Little Mermaid? No, but wow. that's coming. That's okay. gonna come. Is that out? It's gonna come. I think it. It's it out. out. Okay. It's out. But as I told you, I want to see it in IMAX. 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 I. For thirty seven dollars. Yeah, I don't care. So, <laughs> This happens rich, every rich. once in a while. I'm rich, rich. Um, okay. What are the movies? Saw, what movies are out? I can't. Some, I have no a movie idea. that I cannot wait for you to see called Master Gardener. Okay. I was just like, Master Builder. No. Master Gardener. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. Paul, Paul Schrader. Okay. All right. I am excited. Yeah. I, I, okay. Well, who's in this? Joel Edgerton stars, Sigourney Weaver co-stars. Wow. And then a young woman whose name I don't know and should have already looked up but didn't, mm-hmm. who's excellent, is the third star. Great. And it is serving Paul Schrader. Yes. <laughs> um, I was just thinking how much I appreciate Paul Schrader. Oh, we all should. This oh, is a, I like want to. I want to rewatch that weird movie that was on HBO or wherever. The, the card counter. Yes. So excellent. This is a companion film to that. Feels like like the mood is very similar. It even takes place in America. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it employs certain kind of tools that the that movie does. Uh huh. Like a cra- not, not, like craft of is it about a gardener? It is about a gardener. Okay. Um, that could be and, metaphorical. Metaphorical. But it's not. Um, it's about a gardener, a master gardener, even. About a master gardener, and it's about a lot of other things. It's, it's um. <sighs> but it, there's a part where like something really um. There's a fantasy component at one point, which also happens in the card counter. And it was funny because I was sitting there watching this movie and this fantasy moment starts happening. And I thought, wait, what's the movie where this happens? And then I was Mm. like, oh, right. It's that other Paul Schrader Uh movie with with Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. So good. Ah, Tiffany Haddish. Um. Great. Yeah, I will. I'm going to look for it. I would actually really love to go see a Paul Schrader movie in the theater somewhere. It was wonderful. I was laughing. I was scared. It was great. Great. I mean, it really makes good movies. Also, Joel Edgerton is major. This name, I can't, I can't, I can't picture this person, though. I believe he's Australian, but he's been in starring in American movies for some time. He was in Zero Dark Thirty, which I think, well, I don't know, like, made him known, but he's also in Star Wars stuff, and then he was, I think he was probably nominated for an Oscar for that movie, Loving. I don't think I saw that. 
It's excellent. Okay. He's just a very good actor, and he is... He seems to just get better looking as he ages. Um, yeah. Because now he's, I think, 48 or 49. I really... I, I was thinking about people needing to embrace wrinkles. I saw this commercial, and I thought, why are we, why are we fighting wrinkles? Yes, I understand youth and all that, but come mm-hmm. on, come on. Get into it. Get into wrinkles? It's just so... Uh, single-minded. That's true. I think there, there's Appreciate context to consider. Difference. Appreciate difference. Thank you. Well, that'll be our new podcast uh, slogan. Appreciate difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, okay, so that was the other movie. Terrific. We'll talk about the that movie, more when I see it. The other movie I saw was last night with Stuart and Tess. Wow, that's an interesting I, title. No. Last night with uh, <laughs> Stuart and Tess. That's an okay title, actually. Well, the movie was actually a great title, which is You Hurt My Feelings. Oh, this is the Julia Louise Dreyfus vehicle. Yeah, the, okay. the Nicole Holof Center movie. Inch, very interested, interested in this. This is a movie about a, a kind of adult marriage relationship and about honesty and. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what it's about, and it's about nothing else. It's just about like what we share and why we share it, and what are the implications yeah. of honesty. And, and did um, you enjoy this movie? I absolutely enjoyed it. Yeah, it, was it looks pleasure. like a nice, mo- nice movie it experience. It was funny and sweet. It was She's a little incredible. Dopey. She's the best. And also there's this other actress in the movie who you'll recognize who, let me tell her name. I'm going to find the name because she's important. Um, who plays her sister, who was truly excellent. Her name's Michaela Watkins. And um, okay. she's in a lot of stuff. But I don't remember. I think I watched a trailer for this. And Julie Louise Dreyfus has this incredible podcast about, like, um, it's interviews with, like, powerful older women. Oh. Well, I have to get my ears yeah, on it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta check it out. Um, I, in the, the, I didn't realize we were, I didn't realize we were in competition. <laughs> Excuse me? With Julia? She's well, our biggest competition. Yeah, she is. Um, but speaking of wrinkles... Um, the, her husband in the movie is played by Tobias Menzies, who's a British actor whose face is so recognizable. And he has these very specific lines in his face that mm. come from the outer corners of his eyes and run all the way down his cheeks mm. to basically off his face or maybe to the corners of his mouth. I can't remember. To his toes. But they're... They're straight lines. They're straight lines. Interesting. Deep, deep straight lines. Very interesting. Appreciate They're, the difference. Appreciate the difference, appreci- everyone. Appreciate the difference. Um, uh, uh, anyways, and, and, and yeah, aging is also a part of this film. The one, the one bad apple in this movie, I'll say, and perhaps they're a lovely person, but they're, they're, their child is played by um, a, young, a young man who was difficult for me. How old is this child character? Well, they play a 23-year-old in the movie, oh. but I can't I can't say how old they are in real life, but Yeah, doesn't tw- matter. 23 seems about right, but they were un 
uh, unbearable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of an unbearable age, I think. To that's me. true. That's, that's true. just like flailing about thinking you're something. Mm. Well, that's exactly what's going on with this yeah. character. But... Yeah. Um, oh, I love these movies. Yes. I wish I had Do... seen these movies. Well, you will. I will. I will. I'll go see. I uh, probably won't see this uh, second movie until you hurt my feelings. I bet it'll be streaming tomorrow. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have to see Little Mermaid. Um, well, wait, I just so, was going to tell you something. Oh, okay. Well. You go. Should we talk about Secession? Oh, that is exactly what I was going to say. Series say, finale. Did you, Series did finale. You okay. I wow. so I think okay, I want to. I have a question because I have I have the answer. Um, okay. MVP of this season, this season, Do, just is this, this my season. Opinion? Yeah, my, I think like the most opinion. most like incredible. It's not really MVP. It's really like most incredible performance. Who's giving Roman. the most incredible? It's it's really I'm like, okay, and the Emmy goes too. It's, the Emmy has to go to the Culkin because it's inc- incredible. It's a really huge performance. He's really and it. It it, it, it it's really and good. It, it took me by surprise. Yeah. I have to say because I have found his character both kind of like endearing and aggravating and and at times tedious for the last few years. Yeah, and then suddenly I was like. It's ha- like it's happening. Like mm-hmm. the way that your your kind of place in this world and your relationship to your family is shattering mm-hmm. right now is like it's actually happening. Like it, yeah. like something huge changed for this character, and the performance is incredible. Yeah, I think in hindsight, I kind of wish the show had throughout. It, more of this but you know I also think it makes sense formally that like the father's death you know it, and, it, and it, there was a lead up to it as well of a kind of like uh, you know the funeral is this kind of breaking point but um, even in yeah. the kind of airplane death sequences there's this kind of shattering thing but he's also kind of buoyed into these like power possibilities so that that previous episode starting with him being like king of the world and then i'm excited for the crush it's incredible well that he is so he's kind of like feeling big because he's been designated to give the speech yeah and he has the power of like the election relationship and he's firing people and all these things wow i completely that that is what's okay. So the first whole two thirds of the season and all this like election build up, I truly couldn't care. I was like, I don't want to go through this. I hate this. It's like <laughs> we've already been through it twice, you know. Like and but once we got past that and it just became. Oh, you mean about, in the real world of the elections? Right. Or you mean right. in the show? That's what... No, I mean, we, in the As real people, world, yeah, have yeah. been through, basically, this election twice. Yeah. And so just to, like, be with these characters without this kind uh-huh. of bigger presence, bigger uh-huh. kind of national presence, and yeah. suddenly have it sort of... 
focus in and become intimate was mm-hmm. really good. It yeah. really helped with finishing up the series. Yeah, and it, it there's an interesting kind of like nothing really happened in the episode, and yet there's a sense of of completing some kind of story. Like the father's dead, stuff is still not like you know the, the this that Tom is in power is like feels absolutely insane mm-hmm. but also like Incredible. absolutely how things work like the snake in the grass who will basically do whatever is needed or is asked of he's, him he's Kevin McCarthy yeah or I thought Ru- Rudy Giuliani uh, well you know like the the, <laughs> the I mean less like I mean Giuliani's more complicated but yeah I guess the, the Kevin McCarthy is a more like straightforward version of that I guess yeah um but yeah I it really did exactly what it's called it it took years and years and years of talking about it but finally we get to the end of succession and the succession is complete mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's in it's sh- sh- shocking in a way but maybe not um I feel like yeah, it's it's a, it's I, a I, it's an interesting just kind of like offshoot, like it. So it's not any of the children except it's a little bit Shiv, and it's like an in law, like it's it's yeah. a interesting. They really found like a way to kind of have their cake and eat it too. I mean, this boardroom meeting where Shiv has a mm-hmm. has a. Well, I actually have Crisis to go back because there's when we get the shot of Shiv and um, not Kendall, uh, Lo, what is his name? Roman. Roman going into that boardroom. They're very emotional looking, and I'm like, did I miss something? So I actually went back to see if I missed a moment where Shiv got like more emotional. So that was a little I don't strange. Think so. But I think so there wasn't was a scene just, there. But she it, was suddenly confronted by the reality of what was about to happen. And I think she well, then I think like all of us were also like, well, did she realize that she could probably manipulate Tom into being married? You know, that doesn't show up in any there's no like I didn't feel that in watching the rest of the episode, but in hindsight I'm sort of like also, maybe she was... Because that's always what happens in the show. Like, you think that they're vulnerable, but there's, like... That's there's something else. Tied into, like, a new uh, scheme to, like, get right. power. So right. Well, Shiv wasn't the only person who was in a position to kind of, like, stay either way. You know, like... If the family had kept the business, she would have stayed. And if Tom got the business, she could find her way into staying. Yeah, but in order to do that, she would have to make this choice to, like, continue this sick relationship with him. Which right. which we're never but... really sure if it's, like, what the base of the trauma, of their, of their individual traumas, like... There's a sense that they could just as easily, like, actually really love each other <laughs> as as it is, like, clear that they have, like, <coughs> kind of hate each other. Like, it's... Right. 
Well, they're passionate about each other. And it well, it kind of manifests in extremes. You know, sometimes they hate each other and sometimes they seem to care deeply for one another. Uh, I mean, I think what we saw is that their pa- their passion for each other is is sort of through something else, like the business. Through power. That's always been like this weird... So the fact that Tom now has the power continues that dynamic for them. But also Tom continues to be in a, like kind of pathetic. Yeah. That That's, he's hired right. because That's how he's going to get bossed Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. an interesting, like, I'm going to sublimate for power. And I will never, and, and you know, and that's, that is literally why he's chosen over her. Because yeah. he doesn't have ideas, doesn't have his own mind. I mean, he does, but he, he like, is willing to not right. do that. And and the Alex Skarsgård character, like, it was so interesting in that episode. That's looking a great at him. conversation finding him finding her tedious in their in the opening of the show and you're like mm. wow mm-hmm. that like the misogyny well the fragility of so, his ego with like that yeah that uh the, the cartoon yeah the cartoon and the like oh i find it funny and it's like no you don't and no you don't and then that conversation of like well i, I also kind of want to fuck her so i shouldn't hire her which I think is such a damning reality of, like, women in the workplace as well. Of, like, because you can't control yourself or, like, separate anything or, like, because you need to eat whatever you want to eat. Yeah. Other people have to, you know, suffer. Suffer. Or whatever, you know, don't have access or whatever. I mean, that's the... The tricky part with succession is that, like, you can feel bad for these people for... In a way, but then if you kind of step back even just slightly, you're like, oh, wait, like they're all going to walk away from this and they're going to they're they're going to not have to be involved in the like emotional turmoil of this business, but they still get to be the richest people in the world. Yeah, well, that's that's the that's the kind of psychotic dynamic of the show, the cycles that of like drama that doesn't matter except how it you know it does matter the reason people we watch it is because what we actually are in are concerned about as humans is human relationships and trauma and like why we do stuff we're not we're not watching to figure out who's gonna like become the richest person on the show in the same way that they're not like they're not trying to become like the richest they are but it's they also, it's not about being the richest. It's about like ego and power and relationships and right and uh, right wanting to drive you know, the narrative. Well, it's funny because for for me, I mean, I can um, I can ima- I can understand being in this kind of like family hierarchy and like growing up desperate and being told when you're eleven that you're gonna be the king and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But then I look at their mom and I'm like, and, and that she is, she's desperate for them to just like give up in a way and just like enjoy their lives or something. Well, and I'm, the know, mother like, relationship is just as problematic, I would say. Oh, you know, Especially if you look at, I think <coughs> it sort of feels the clearest in the Shiv dynamic. 
with her mother, which isn't exactly clear, but there's some, there's like an always like undercutting uh, dynamic there and like the way that she kind of abandoned them or whatever. Right. Um, you know, I don't, I think she, she kind of is the one that acts like she wants them, but she, what she really wants is for them to like come to her house and like hear a pitch from her boyfriend and you know right. like oh, right. she has her pitch. own thing and it does resemble a mother in a, in these ways that like the father kind of was never concerned about being a father mm. so i feel it's sad that like nothing on this show can ever have like entirely pure intentions that, you know, you, right. you open on this scene of Roman at his mom's house and you think, oh, this is nice. Like, he gets to, like, be cared for in this really simple way. And the mom is, like, encouraging them all to just, like, let it go. But then her hideous husband is there to, like, pitch ideas to the... You know, it's just, like... Right, right. Sad. Right. Well, and I this also... is where, like, therapy would come in handy. But mm. it's it's... But therapy isn't, like... I mean, they could use therapy to kind of have more power over themselves to get more power. Like, that's how people also can use therapy. Right. But if they actually use therapy to look at why they're doing what they're doing and, like, is this actually what I want? What do I actually want? I think in Kendall's dynamic, we really see that with his family. Like, this this complete delusional, like, oh, I'm doing this for my family when like right. really what your family would like is for you to spend time with them actually like not ruin the world so that they're not you know attacked yeah <laughs> you know make a better actually make a better world rather than trying to make your ego world better or you know whatever fulfill your ego demands yeah i mean i i think the show, at the end of the day, though I found it tedious quite a bit, it is very brilliant. And the 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 way that they take their time really worked for me. Because by the end, when Shiv is like, you can't have it because you killed somebody. I had forgotten it's that. It's incredible. I was really like, oh my... like. And she's right, in a way. Like, Yeah. She, she was right. Well, it's and an I mean, interesting if... question of, like, when... <coughs> but when did... Did she also forget that? You know, like, that's... <laughs> like Right. I think we all forgot. Or did she always remember it and then, you know, make... Is it part of her making a play of, like, oh, I'm actually... No, you you can't because I want this thing and, oh, here's the reason... But that, like, backtracking insanity of, like, no, I made it up. Wait, you lied to us about having killed someone? It's incredible. That, it's like... Kendall is so pathetic. (sighs) And so... I mean, Kendall is obviously the one... Oh, no. Oh. What happened? Are you still there? I'm still here. Did you um, fall down? Nothing. Pam Tanowitz is calling me, but I'm not going to answer it. Pam, no. We're busy. Um, but he is the one that I absolutely would not want to have lunch with, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, 
Yeah. I yeah. can't stand him. I I hate him. Um, but I do feel I feel watching him walk alone in Battery Park with his like security detail sort of twenty feet away. Mm-hmm. That was sad. I mean. Yeah, well, but here's the thing. I mean, we can, like, imagine what the next episode would be. You know, and I think we can take it from, like, last season into this season. Last season ended with them all kind of destroyed by the father. Tom Mm. had betrayed Shiv, and they were all, like, ruined. And then this season started with them all, like, about to make this new hundreds, whatever, TV network. So Kendall's kind of, like, be sad. And then find out, find some other way to fulfill this ego drive thing. You know, that we've, yeah. we've seen it over and over in the show. Like, and it, that's, that's what these people do. They might, like, go to their Hamptons house for a couple weeks. <laughs> and then yeah. they'll, like, re-fortify their ego drive. Because the thing, I think the constant fantasy for the viewer in the show is that something else would happen. And it never did. And I think that's really, like... I'm glad that the this final episode didn't do that because it could it could have like given it to someone or like you know Roman seems to be in a different place. Mm. I was especially touched by like his relationship to um oh, I just lost her name the woman uh the like CFO or whoever whatever her name whatever her role was who he had that Jerry Jerry yeah of like being like she, seeing her and being like destroyed yeah because he actually did really care about her so yeah it's interesting he was he 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 was he suddenly had access to his feelings via via his father's death which was nice it was nice to see him fall apart yeah he was so good he really was so so good good. to see him actually sad i I could i could do a roman spinoff well, it was so <laughs> lovely at the end to see w- at least one of them step away from this and have, like, a glimmer of possibility of, well, like, and ro- perhaps, yeah. like, And it makes okay. sense that Roman would be that one because Roman was always sort of on the outside of, like, his ambition was always stranger. And it was, well, was always, like, a... Fu- like a a more like dad thing than like yeah. empire father business politics. Well, he was so. always commenting on what was going on. So he kind of like his sarcasm was perhaps because he could see it a little bit yeah. for what it was, that it yeah. was all just insane. Yeah. Um, In a game and sort of stupid. Yeah. I mean, he's a little piece of shit, but yeah, totally. He, and I think, we would also also have to imagine that he will put his built rebuild his little psychotic house of madness and go on ruining people. Yeah, it's true. But there was something, something. It's like Beauty and the Beast. There's something sweet. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they all have that, and we, you know, and it's 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 part of the tug and war of the show of like mm. getting that getting that human thing and then turning back into a monster you know what i didn't love which i i i'm sure the 
the show makers are patting themselves on the back for this, but I didn't love that kitchen scene where the siblings are like mm. return to youth, kind of having fun, like pouring stuff on each other. I was like, I don't love this. I don't, I couldn't believe it. I, I liked it. You like Because that. I think it, it is this reemphasizing of like, they're just these stupid fucking kids. Like this whole thing is just a childhood game that like will not end. Yeah. And this like idea of crowning the king, which is like, is the election thing as well. But like who gets to choose who is in control and, and like the fantasy around who gets to control. Like they, like the, uh, Shiv and Roman, I think the fact that Kendall like goes and swims off and lets them kind of decide, like he kind of gives them the power to decide, which I think is the only way they could <coughs> do that is like to ha- to feel like they were the ones putting the crown on the head. Right. There's some power in that. Yes. And then they took it back. You know, they so did. they did. Uh, wow, you know, um, and like a it's just like a perverse like uh, food garbage ugh. game in the kitchen. You know, and like ugh. I love the mother's thing, and like oh, don't touch that cheese. I thought that was absolutely correct. Like how these people would be. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, um, for one second, touch down on Craig? Is that his name? The tall guy? Uh, I don't think it's Craig. Greg. Greg. Yeah. Oh, wait, so wait, wait. Greg, that's I, I, I would, like, really I would like, yeah. I would actually like to go back to the previous episode, The Funeral, okay. and talk about the brother's speech. And I, I really uh-huh, think uh-huh. that... James Cromwell. Logan's brother, yeah. Logan's brother. I think he should get an Emmy just for that. I think it was so... I mean... It was such a departure. That'll do, pig. That will do, pig. Such an incredible actor. Incredible actor. He can do so much. Incredible. and just appear hasn't been on the whole season really suddenly steps up mm-hmm. to the podium and you're like give him really the amazing. award give him everything <clears throat> i mean really the whole the whole his, history of that character on the show is really exceptional i loved it i love love that was perhaps my favorite moment in the season i was like wow and it, again like weaving the kind of like humanizing monster dynamic and Kendall is smart to, like, acknowledge and, like, you can't just be like, no, my daddy, you know, like, so. Right. He's like, yeah, my dad is awful. And. I want to be like he's, that. He is the energy, <laughs> you know, he's the energy yeah, that's that, America. Like, makes, that makes the world horrible. <laughs> yeah. It keeps the world churning. Yeah, like, like, yeah, oh, yeah, turning yeah. in the hellfires. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but poor Roman, that was incredible. Really, really. And then, I mean, I kind of wished for more from that ending of that episode in terms of like him in the street. 
thought the little <laughs> you want to see him get beaten up more i couldn't even like remember why his face was like weird in the next episode because that was so like <laughs> a kind of like pussy situation i'm like are mm-hmm. you kidding i don't know you're like what um, happened anyways greg yeah so greg um so, yeah i wanted i wanted even perhaps a little bit like a more sophisticated ending to that like wouldn't it have been fascinating if greg revealed himself to have been doing a bit or something but it just was like he still remains like so stupid No. Well, okay. So I think I, th- I think the Greg, Tom relationship is, is almost, um, is really an important dynamic in this whole plot because they are actually, I mean Tom Tom more so, and that's why the succession <clears throat> lands on him, because Tom is actually more like Logan than any of his children could ever be. And more mm-hmm. than Greg, because Tom comes from garbage nothing, right. and has fought his way and has like played the game to to survive in the way that Logan had to coming. You know the right. sto- the story that the brother tells of like coming to America, or whatever, nothing, having nothing. Um, so, and Greg is is kind of the the next person. I mean, Willa is also from this like kind of desperate class um yeah and tom isn't i mean greg isn't really greg is like is a family member but it's he wants he doesn't have access right right the right full access to this lineage as he wants so you know and i think back to that incredible scene of this kind of like weird romantic sexual kind of violent office moment that they have together where he like tips over the desk I think in that scene and it's just this weird he's talking about you know some Greek homosexual kind of thing Hmm. like that was the scene I thought of in that in that last moment where he is like I'm gonna I'm still gonna take care of you yeah because they are like they're the same and Greg is Tom Greg is is like the closest it's it's the like gopher survivalist thing it's just like greg <coughs> miscalculated which yeah. side to land on and it didn't work out except what tom knows is that as long as greg has knows that tom is in charge and that he's indebted to tom he will he will then like abide by that mm. I think I just, I like I I like that character. I just wanted so- something else. Yeah, something... it's a, it is a like very two dimensional character. Yeah, but I, I would have loved to have seen the Greg, like outside the context of the hoopla, and but maybe yeah, maybe there's nothing you know. I think I I feel like there just wasn't room to tell that story like. Yeah. There are a lot of, like, Jerry. We don't we don't get any more on Jerry. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of, like, these characters that there just isn't room. And I'm 
glad that the rest wasn't sort of diluted to tell those stories, I guess. That's true. That's true. Um, that's true. But yeah, there's certainly like, well, what, you know, Greg has these like relationships with like the Kendall assistant-y person. Like what, you kind of well, lose now that, you, that. now that you bring up this idea, actually, Jeremy. Sorry to interrupt. What idea? It would have been nice if at, over the course of these years of succession, if they had done these capsule episodes where we'd gotten to like, go mm-hmm. home with Jerry. Mm-hmm. You know, like that episode of Enlightened yeah. where we get to spend a day with the mother. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's a different, yeah, it didn't want to be that kind of show. It's just fine. Yeah. So goodbye. Well, that's succession. Goodbye, succession. succession. I think they did an amazing job wrapping it up. I'm not mad at them anymore. And um, we're all glad it's over. Yeah. We're so relieved it's over. Yeah. Um, What's the next show? Nobody knows. I I did well, start watching. It is June, what? so. Da, 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 da. Oh my god! And just like that is coming. And just like that coming. There's to something us else to watch on soon, television. Soon. I started watching that Elizabeth Olsen show. Oh yeah, I watched it. Uh, all of it? Yeah. Wow. Well, um, it, it came out like one episode of the past like two months or whatever oh wow i only yeah. got i only got two episodes in and then i started to get sort of like i don't i don't know i mean i i do want to get to like the murder stuff but um i liked actually like the show i think yeah. it's a little offensive or by the end like kind of very offensive in terms of being based on a real story and what it shows and stuff i oh. was like this is not <clears throat> this is not in good taste but no one ever said David E. Kelly was doing anything good taste, so... Now, who is David E. Kelly? So, David E. Kelly has brought us things like uh, Nicole Kidman wearing that coat in that uh, murdery TV show about... Um, what was that about? She has children. I just remember the coat she wore. She's accused... She's murdered or is accused of murdering someone. Wait, what actress? This is a few. Nicole Kidman. Um, who was her husband in that show? Hugh Grant? I think, is that possible? (laughs) Is, this is the show where he killed the woman? Yeah, there's like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Hugh Grant. It's called like The Undoing or something? Yeah, something like that. He, David E. Kelly is married to Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But he makes, you know, sort of, uh, television for the masses, really. What it, I see. What it is. I see. Um, but the, you no, know, often you... kind of like these very big hit, awful shows that are great. I'd love to watch them. Big hit. I think awful Elizabeth show. Olsen is too beautiful for this role, but I think she does a great job. She is um, very beautiful. It is, um, and I, I don't mean to disparage Jesse Clemens, um, well, but it is, it is this like incredible chasm of beauty between them. Have you seen him lately? No. Is he hot now? He has lost all of that weight. Yeah, I bet. So I don't know what <clears throat> that was about. Um, but I, it was it, for the character. It was, well, that character in real life was not. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, because we, we looked it up because it was like, is this, why, what is going on here? 
I know he looks in the show so inflamed. It's like yeah. it's not just like oh he's heavy. It's like sure he's yeah, heavy, it's, but he it's, also just looks in inflammation everywhere. Yeah, it looks unhealthy and <clears throat> worrisome. Yeah. And I don't, so I don't know, but I'm you know I, we don't know anything. So we I mean, don't. So. We just don't. But I do. Know. I do. I think he's an excellent actor. He's excellent in this. He's excellent in everything. Yeah. And yeah. uh is married disagree. to Kristen Dunst and I so I wish we them love that. all the best. We want They live in Texas. No. I think they live in Austin. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow, that's where this guy had just got impeached, this hideous uh, attorney general. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <clears throat> um, Impeachment. Yeah, let's hope that works insane. out. Insane. I mean, to be replaced with some other nightmare person seems like yeah i mean this is just all so ridiculous watching these people fight in congress is just so insane well the 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 debt limit will be increased blessed be blessed be the republicans decided to just make everyone miserable for a month or two well i mean in hindsight this is sort of like exactly how it should have gone i'm like yeah Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh. you comp like this was a situation where Republicans had some power because they could have you know, they leveraged the possibility of this and mm-hmm. pushed for a compromise and they got it and oh, all, you know I think Joe Biden looks better the better for it. Gorge. So, yeah. Um, Jeremy, now you know I I have this now is we're fifty amazing. minutes in. I know, and I we have this interview with lovely Jessica Collado, who I spoke to whilst in Houston. And you're not going to believe this, but I even have another. I have a whole other episode just on the back burner, which wow. is one of one of the book club episodes with Russell Jansen. Oh, you recorded an. I was thinking about this the other day, actually, and thought, well, maybe I need to facilitate this. But you did it. We did it, and it's not that bad. And though we don't remember oh quite God. a bit of, hey, hey, it's not that bad. <laughs> what a what a what a look, selling moment. We read this long book, then we took many months away from it, and then we decided to try to talk about it. And it was, you know, difficult. But we do touch on we we got there. We got okay, there, okay, right? okay. Well, why don't you send that to me? And I think maybe we should. I think you should also send this other interview to me and uh, I'm thinking I'll post them on Patreon and then um, next week uh, we can include the, the interview you just did in that episode because we're already, we've already delivered so much oh, to the people. Okay. Today. So next week. Yeah. And then we'll I be- can, I'll have listened to it and we can talk about it and. Wait, which also, one are you talking about? The, the Russell inter- one or the Jessica one? The Jessica one. Oh, okay. Or I guess okay, both great. or something. I don't know. Well, um, so next... So anyways, because... But we if you're on Patreon, you, you can go listen to them... Now. Now, maybe. It's already yeah. Thursday, so... Yeah. But soon. You won't hear the Jessica interview this week, but you should still go... <clears throat> go see the Houston Ballet for their second weekend of the Divergence shows and get into it and go see Jessica dance and then next week you can hear about her life and her relationship to um 
a worthwhile life in ballet. Okay. Do we want to talk about anything else? What? Um, I went swimming. I saw some ducks. It's you went great. swimming? Where? Ugh, everywhere. What? Summer. It's summer. No, it's cold out still. No, it's not. Summer. Yeah, it is. It's not summer yet. It's going to be like it's... 95 degrees tomorrow, too, I think. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, yeah, we're ha- it's a perfect, like, it's cool slash almost cold at night and then in the eight upper mid upper 80s during the day it's it's like la it's very nice <sighs> um, wow uh, well that's all i i think that's kind of all i i yeah, wait 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 i have one more thing to say okay sashay you stay um um i watched a film on the plane ride home from oh, Houston. Oh, movie, movie films. Another movie films, which is called Ordinary People. Wait. This is Robert Redford's first directorial oh. effort. This is 19... Ordinary People from like the 80s or something. 81, I think. Yeah, we've all seen this movie. Well, I hadn't seen it. This is okay. about a depressed teenager. Youth. Yes, that's right. Living in Minnesota. No less. I was that Minnesota. Yeah. I thought it was maybe Illinois, but Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very depressing. Um Yeah, it's one of those like kind of uh dreamy uh eighties like feelings oh, it's very, movies. It's, it's great. 80, it's got an absolute soundtrack. Seen it, I know, I've seen clips from it, and it seems like exactly right up my alley, which it was. Yeah, and, it's a boys um, don't cry adjacent. It's yeah, and like I did think that, like, Timothy Hutton ended up, like, they really gave it to him that year for this sad teenager performance, and I was like, it was good, but you know who was really good? Chris O'Donnell. And Absolutely. I know that, that Chris O'Donnell did get some attention for the 1989 Men Don't Leave, but anyways... I think maybe you should make an award for him and send it to him. I should just a little make a have a little medal made. Greatest on-screen performance of all time. Well, and just one of the greatest on-screen little... moments, one should say. Well, this um, is, yeah, for you. But That's Timothy Hutton, Timothy Hutton does. He wor- he works really hard in that role which is interesting to see like they're it's very labored i found like his access to feelings took work it seems to me and the person in the movie who i think gets you know the most valuable player award is actually judd hirsch in the role of the Uh therapist Uh uh-huh um and then i think that donald sutherland and mary tyler moore do a great job as like a couple Mm -hmm. in in a in a very difficult situation yeah, Anyways, I think it's an, it's a it's a it's a nice movie to return to. It's yeah, it's, it's a nice movie. But you know what's shocking about that movie? I just is. think there must have been just so much goodwill toward Robert Redford. Mm. Wait, no, Robert Redford. Why? Because oh, yeah, Robert did it win a lot of awards and stuff. Best picture, best uh-huh. director, best everything. But you know, and I'm well. Like, I also think at that time it was probably a bit risque. Like oh, I see. Suicide, yeah, what have so. you. I yeah. mean, 
I th- actually I think we read the book in high school and watched oh. the movie. Wow, God. Yeah, you know, Minnesota, so I think there was a sense They're of... like, let's just lean into how depressing this all is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, double down on how bleak <laughs> our existence is here. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay is right. Um, anyways, Ordinary People, watch it. It's uh, free on Prime, so... Um, I also want to check in, since we're still here, on food. I haven't made anything special. I made, I made another cake from the Claire Patak Love is a Pink Cake book. Oh, okay. Her recipes are deeply flawed. Okay? Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just going to say it. It's interesting. Um, I mean, I think we're both sort of in this... It's like... I feel like I, I graduated to a, like a, a new level of cooking in terms of recipes and under, yeah. like recognizing like a bat, like I'm no longer like, oh, this is, this is hard or like I'm bad at this or whatever. Now I'm like, no. oh, this recipe is poorly organized and described yep. and uh, yep. I'm like, please, can't we just weigh everything? Well, like, I don't, I don't okay. need generalized i mean i can cook that way that's fine but i'm like this is a recipe right tell me what to do there's some ways in which this book lacks specificity and it's there are errors because i Mm. am a very good recipe follower and i i made this very simple kind of like stacked jam cake where you basically make a Mm. nine by 13 you make a nine by 13 sheet of cake Mm mm-hmm you make a nine by 13, you slice it into four equal rectangles and then you stack them with jam. Now, yeah. in the photo, the layers of cake are shallow and they're, they're short enough that even when you stack four on top of each other, it's still reasonable. That mm-hmm. was absolutely not my experience with uh-huh. this cake where it was sort of like an inch and a half deep and then suddenly you stack it four times and you have this like, over six inch high cake and you're like this can't be right so and it and obviously it's not right because it doesn't look like the photo and you're like i'm thinking did she slice the whole top Uh of the cake off in order to achieve this which i'm assuming she did because her cake is so level there was clearly like no doming involved Mm -hmm. and so but that's not in the recipe and i'm like claire you you have to put all like do you want people you. to take a picture and F put it on you, Claire. I think it's really a disservice to those of us who are spending money on the ingredients, putting in the effort to make these things, and then have it be a flop in that way. I mean, look, the cake itself, it's a good, it's like a really nice recipe for a reverse creaming cake, and I would recommend using that recipe if you're making a simple, like, birthday uh-huh. sheet cake, whatever. But, uh-huh. no. 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 I'm ready to make another ice cream cake. Um, go, go for it. We've been so busy that um, I think I can make a cake and give it away <coughs> to all these you people. You should. <laughs> but, I mean, giving away ice cream cake is crazy. Well, yeah. And that's uh, the separate thought of, like, just making something. Um, oh, also, big food news. Uh I got a grill because it's summer. I'm very, uh-huh. very excited. It was a that's gorgeous. Several a months grill. long expedition of looking for 
the correct solution for my budget. But, um, and then the propane tank was leaking and I, it was a new grill. So I didn't know, I, I didn't know if it was the tank or the grill. It was uh-huh. the tank. Oh my God. Um, so I exchanged it for a new one, fortunately. And now it works. So okay, I'm going to make a pizza on the grill. That's that's my number one. Pizza thing. on the grill. Interesting. Okay. Well, because the grill gets hotter than the oven. Yes. That's the main. Yes. It still isn't getting your like 900 degrees moment. But, well, I watched um, an equipment review on America's Test Kitchen the other day yeah. about, you know... Ex- ex- yeah, well, they've had really just total failure experiences with all, all the pizza ovens they've tried in the past, but now there's this new one that's maybe by, like, Breville or something, and it's it's a thousand dollars or something, but apparently it's yeah. amazing, and, and it gets to, like, over 750 degrees, and, like, it really just does a beautiful job with pizza, but I mean, like, no. I think, not, no. no, I think that there are a lot of there seem to be a lot of actual great pizza, not inexpensive, but there seem to be a lot of them that get like 900 degrees. Jesus, so, it's really too hot. I'm just um, like, it's still need well, to they, go to, like, go to go to the pizza place. Cooks the pizza in like a couple minutes. It's crazy. Yeah. Two minute, two minute pizza. Did you see the pictures I just sent you? Uh, I didn't. Is this of the cake? I want you to see. I, I need you to see. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Jeremy's see. gonna see. So you'll see what it sh- okay. what it looks like. This cake and then looks you'll see silly. What it, yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, that looks so. It yeah. It has to look like that photo. Yeah. I think you just have to cut the layers. Well, exactly. You'd because it has to, to cut... look like white bread. You'd have to cut the entire sheet cake in half in order for it to look like that, and that just. I wonder wasn't... about um. Wonder Bread. I don't really know what it is, n- nor maybe potentially I've never eaten it. But I do have this like thought of like soaking um, white like Wonder Bread in like a syrup and making because <laughs> that's well, what this looks like to me. Stacks, you know, of like white bread. Well, well, it does look like that. The cake, the cake itself was actually very good, but the. Um, I think Japanese people and maybe South Korean people have dessert recipes that use kind of Wonder Bread adjacent bread. Yeah. And they kind of like stack it with whipped cream and fruits. Mm, and it, right, we've seen they those use, YouTube videos. Right, yeah. They use it like it's cake. But I tried it when I was out living in California during pandemic. Like from a store. Like, what? Did you try no, making something? No, I made you... it. I oh, made okay. it. Like I got the Japanese yeah. milk bread from the uh-huh, Asian market, uh-huh. uh, ba ba ba, and then it wasn't. It was well, not. What nice. I'm curious about is how sweet it is. It's the not bread sweet itself. It's not. It's okay. not. Yeah. No. So that's why I think soaking it. Interesting. Like putting a soak so that it gets into that, but. Okay, you're talking um, about bread, like bread pudding. <laughs> well, no, just like how I mean, Claire. Do, I feel like Claire Sappet says this a lot of like putting like a, like a lemon, mm-hmm. to get like more. <laughs> I don't think Wonder Flavor Bread would hold up. It would I not know, hold up to either. moisture. Yeah, I think it would really collapse. It would just But dissolve, I do basically. really, I'm really, like, interested in this kind of American garbage cake idea. American garbage cake. 
<laughs> Seems really perfect for us. Anyway, if you ever want a really, really simple, simple recipe for white cake, I will send you the Claire Patak recipe and you can do what you will with it. But don't do what she recommends. <laughs> don't do wrong. what she seems to be uh, leading us astray with. No, no, no. Don't How do that. dare she? I hate this book. <laughs> I did watch Claire Saffitz make something recently. But I yeah, had no idea too. what it was. I saw her, I saw make, her make, like, breakfast sandwiches. That was in, an insane video, but there was something else. I watched her make, and I don't know, I, I, I signed up for her Patreon, and maybe she did this on the Patreon, but she made, um, she went foraging on her property and got these, these, like, leaves, like, okay. fuzzy leaves. Um, okay. Fuzzy called, leaves. Like, Perilla, Percival, Bizarre. Can't remember what they were. Um, but she she used them in place of like spinach, more or less. But uh-huh. she it took a lot of work because they're they're like spiky and so she had to blanch them and dry them and then she blended Goodness. them up with egg and made a um a lovely quiche. Was it mm. yeah, quiche? You know what I've and really in making omelets, I really have, have realized that uh, scrambling the eggs beyond what you imagine. Um, and I, I don't know where, I feel like I picked this up through like making a cake or like, um, what do they call that? Like when you just put sugar and eggs together. Blanching whatever. eggs? Yeah. What do you mean push? Yeah. Okay. Basically just like over, basically over scrambling the eggs. Is really key to an omelet. I don't I really know what you mean. Like, first, like, put the eggs in the pan, get the curds going, and then sort of form it into the omelet? No, scrambling the eggs in a bowl with a fork. Oh, I, I understand. Mixing the eggs. Scrambling. Okay. I see, I see, I see. I mean, uh, what are the... Whisking. Yes, whisking, whisking the eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it really... You almost, like, I, I found, like, it has to kind of become something else. Right. You It really needs really, to become fluid. It can't, like, be holding on well, to Well, almost, like, anymore. also, like, fluffy. A little air. Yeah. Like, it should, it should like, lighten. Well, I'm very particular I, about my omelets, but for well, me, it comes, down, it comes down to the cooking. Like, I don't like a diner omelet. I, well, you I gotta do Julie, Julie Andrews. Uh, Julia Julie Child. Child. The really really fast no browning omelet. It's Very... just some just some butter, but I, like, that's making it that way is how I realized like the importance of a good pan. The whisking. Oh, the whisking! I see. Well, Julia Child just uses chopsticks to whisk her eggs before she puts them in the pan. But yes, it is good to get the get the. It's, it's also crucial. good to there. It's crucial. Watch it's it. There's a great video. Great video online of Jacques Pepin. Yeah, showing a couple yeah. couple yeah. different ways of making omelets, and um, it's he's so he's so good, so knows everything. Love watching him make things. Uh, is she Anyways. is she still kicking it? Julia Child? No. Jacques. Oh, Jacques Pepin is. I think I think is still with us. Seems like must be ancient though. He is quite old and very cute. Adorable. Yeah, he's so cute. 
Um, anyways, Jeremy, that's enough. I think we've driven people crazy for an hour and well, eight minutes. Well, people can so. stop listening. A- 87 years old. Wow. Good, good for, for him. And Work. just just saw him make a anchovy pasta. It looked good. Gorge. The, the food he makes now does look like kind of simple French food for old people, which I'm like, I love that's, it. That's me. That's us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Elegant country food. Yep. Give it to me. Like three ingredients. He's like, there's no time. Just make food, eat food. Absolutely. The, the cooking to eating time ratio really has to be acknowledged. Yeah. The other day I watched him make like, and I, I'm serious, an onion sandwich. So. Okay. Tell me about this. He, Cause that I, I, here's awful. what I remember. I literally think he took bread, buttered it, put some like onions on it. And then he closed it up, put mayonnaise or on the or butter no. on the edge of the thing, and then dipped it in chopped chives, and that no. was like his his famous onion sandwich. No, I bet it was delicious. Uh uh-uh. uh, I don't want that. Look, that sounds I, like American garbage sandwich style. It's French garbage sandwich, okay? <laughs> French. No, it wasn't uh, even a red onion. It was just a. Straight up, basic straight boots up. onion. Basic All right, boots. honey. I think sh- I, I I don't know. Jeremy, I have well, to pee. Yeah, we're done. Okay, we'll see you next okay. week. We love you. Okay, Goodbye. bye. We love you. Bye. Thank you.